0: If you're an ambitious business owner, ready to think big, rewrite your own rules, and take action to skyrocket your business know-how, your profit, your cash flow, and most importantly, your free time, then this is the podcast for you. You're listening to the Simply Smarter Numbers podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Waterson. I'm a business profit coach, helping business owners just like you make more profit and take back their time. So hit subscribe now and let's dive in. Today, I'm joined by Jules Dan. He's a group fitness instructor turned email copywriter and has a passion for stories. His podcast, Storytelling Secrets, uncovers how the power of storytelling can be used to instantly connect with your audience. And today, specifically, we're digging into email marketing. Whether you're currently using email marketing, you're thinking about using it, or you know that you should be, this is the podcast for you. We're chatting about the common mistakes that we make in our email marketing, and importantly, how to avoid them. So welcome to the podcast, Jules Dan.
1: Oh, Jen, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me on. And we're going to talk a lot of things to do with email marketing, especially the mistakes people make. Can't wait. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I know myself, I struggle with it. I speak to so many people who do struggle with email marketing. So, I'm really looking forward to having the conversation with you. But before we dive into it, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your history and what it is that you do.
1: Okay. Myself, my history. Uh, I. Well, you're going to learn a lot about me in this podcast because I like to teach in story. Uh, it's a lot more interesting and it, you absorb the info way better. I'm sure you can agree, Jen. Um, but a little yes. bit about me is that I used to be a group fitness instructor with some fledgling marketing side hustles as I was trying to get out of that position. So I'd be doing Facebook ads. I'd be doing chat bots, i would just trying to find my thing. Like I'm sure many people are in that situation or have been in that situation, you know, just jumping one opportunity, one opportunity to another. Then uh, COVID hit um, and my girlfriend was in Adelaide. I had a choice whether I stay in Melbourne or I chuck all my stuff in a car and uh, I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't have a lot of clients. I was on Upwork at the time and uh, I took a chance. I went to Adelaide and I slowly but surely worked my way up. I went all in into my side hustle doing email copy for literally five bucks an hour it was i don't know how i made it and i just literally went from one better client to another better client reinvested all my profits into a coach and mentor and it has been the best investment of my life and and now i'm here i I write a lot of uh like email launches and uh was it webinars and and stuff to help people consume their lead uh their products with email so yeah a lot of fun things and that's basically what i do
0: I saw on your um, website, so you do a lot of email sequences for people and that sort of thing. But I really love how you say that you just jumped in and did the work for your five bucks an hour or whatever it is, because sometimes you have to do it in order to one, find out whether or not you like doing it, whether or not you're any good at it, and then also get your name out there a little bit and get some testimonials and that sort of thing. like. That seriously, I was actually just writing myself a podcast yesterday and about the things that I have really learnt myself in the past or. Uh, the past 12 months or so and one of the things was exactly that was sort of getting in and just having a go doing the odd freebie for the right people and then just see what happens from there it's such a great way to start growing your business
1: yeah and, and the thing is like I didn't just wake up and be like I want to do email copy like I, I had the somewhat of experience like I had dealt with clients before just in other marketing industries and I really liked email writing because I just thought that was my zone of genius but I don't have any client testimonials so, I'm going to start from the bottom, like you said. It was annoying at the start and I did have to live leave quite below the line to get past it. But those days are behind me and um, I'm very glad I did it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, great. Very good. So, I'm really excited to have a conversation with you today about – your free, you have this like, this is a free offer on your website, I believe, which we'll get to, and you can give us the details on how people can grab a hold of this if they want a little more information. But we're actually going to talk about the five costly email opt-in mistakes that people make and how to avoid them. That's correct. how about we yeah jump right into it? Because I know we all make so many mistakes. I'm sure I do it. Everybody does it. But if you can just enlighten us a little and give us some direction, that would be fantastic. So number one.
1: Absolutely. It. Okay, cool. Number one is uh, not knowing or understanding your market like your best friend. And, and this is the stuff, it's like, it's the unsexy stuff. It's the research. Um, and the way I sort of found this out by accident was, I think I so like I said at the start of this episode, I was doing a bit a lot of Facebook ads for clients, and I was just doing the basic stuff like coupons, giveaways, and that they would convert. But when it was actually time to say like sell something, um, I was just sort of guessing, and uh, it's definitely not the right way you're supposed to do it. No one was buying, didn't understand why. Um, and then I had this idea, this this crazy idea. I wanted to can uh, put this email order responder. Basically, like a story sequence into a chat bot, and to do some research properly this time, I gave my client a questionnaire, and and then I gave it to her, and she she just refused to do it. It's like I I hate writing. i I'm not. I will not do this. So then I interviewed her, and then when I interviewed her, it, it was really really clear like what her problems were, what what she really wanted. Like at the beginning, when she wanted, so she wanted to create, um, help people teach. Teach people to create Facebook groups and be a leader in their niche. That was what we were sort of selling. And yeah, after that interview, it was just like all the things came much, much clearer. And all the things, all the struggles she went through, that's what her audience was going through as well. And um, that's when I had my really big breakthrough. Uh, we, we put that thing together, that chatbot auto autoresponder series. And out of 113 people went through it, uh, 61 people went to a strategy call page and that's when it clicked for me like okay you can't skip on this research stuff like you, yeah you have yeah, to do it's it
0: critical yeah and it i actually have done a little bit of that myself i i had somebody um suggest to me that i when i first started this business we have a couple of different businesses but when i first started this business i had somebody come to me and say hey um you know let's you know what are your what are your what are the pain points that you're a target market are experiencing and and all that sort of thing and you know you have that conversation and you think you know but they suggested to me that I actually go and have some zoom calls so this was back before everybody was on zoom so I was getting I got half a dozen different people who I believe to be my perfect sort of target market and we had an actual conversation and and with their permission we hit record and We recorded, you know, conversations which I expected to go for about 20 minutes. They ended up going for about an hour. And the amount of information that I was able to draw from that and their words, it's the actual words that they are using, whereas you're not going to get that in, you know, in written form. And particularly for someone like you, I suppose, your target market are people who don't particularly like to write, I guess, as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a win-win, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and like you said, the interviews is just like you pick up on tone. Um, mm-hmm. There's so many things that, that just minute things that you wouldn't pick up on. Um, I personally do like ninety-minute calls with new clients to get to know them, and then after that, I will follow up with their clients. Like that's the level of research yeah. that goes into it. <laughs> I'm not saying that you have to do that. Um, like you probably have a lot of intel as the business owner yourself. But if you've you've probably got a good, good relationship with three to five of your clients, like just set up a call, like Jen said, and um, get them, make them feel comfortable, and and then and then sort of get to like the reasons why they buy. But yeah, that's that's yeah. mistake number one.
0: Okay. Yeah. Great. Great advice. Number two.
1: Let's get into it. Okay. Number two. This might be a bit contradictory to what a lot of people think, but I'll get, I'll get I'll get into why what I mean by that in just a second. But number mistake number two is. Not sharing the common stories and objections your audience has, so we've got that intel from the start. And what a lot of people I see when I've opted into like over fifty different lists to like to prospect, and a lot of them will just throw together a lot of content, um, which which makes sense, right? You want to give create reciprocity, um, giving all this value. But the thing is, that's the
0: real thing at the moment too. Content marketing—it's like people are pushing content marketing, which you are assuming that you're doing the right thing. But yeah, continue.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, like the whole goal of an opt-in right is like, okay, they opt in for your freebie, then you want to transition them into the next offer. So it might be a good idea for you to sort of segue into that, and you can still use content, but just disguise it. Disguise it differently, and I'll explain what I mean. So I did this launch in 2018, 2019. It was, it was, I was trying to replicate what I just did with uh, Chantel, that chatbot, uh, autoresponder series as a coaching program. I did post webinar emails, and it was just like teaching a bunch of extra stuff, and nobody clicked, nobody bought. I was absolutely devastated, and that's when I realised um, that. Every email that, say, like you send out after someone opts in, they, they need to be breaking objections, right? They need to be telling stories in a way that still teach, that still give some sort of lesson, but they're, so, they're supposed to be knocking down beliefs in their head rather than be like, oh, have you checked out this blog? Have you checked out this podcast? Have you seen my Facebook group? Um, like Those are important, but there's got, there's got to be some strategy behind what comes after that opt-in.
0: Yeah, okay. So, And I guess it's easier for people to consume it as a story as well, as opposed to just more and more and more valuable and useful information, but less learning and more of a feeling, is it? Like you're getting to know each other? Is it kind of that type of thing? Yeah,
1: like universal stories. Like I've been through the same pain as you. Like I've been here before. Um, you remember how, t- like if we get this research, right, it's like... Um, how frustrating is it or how overwhelming is it or like just fill in the bank blank of all these pain points like I've been there too and you tell the story and then and that's why when I overcame it that's the, that's the important part like you overcoming it your your clients or you helping your clients overcoming it those are the stories that that really help break the ice and uh,
0: yeah and I guess it's also about having the awareness so making them aware that you do understand even if you're not solving the issue right now in that moment, it's about just uh, understanding that you get what it is that they're potentially going through or what they might go through at some point in the future.
1: Yes, exactly. And and to touch on your point, Jen, like content is definitely so important. So that's why it's called a series when up, someone opts in, they go through an automation series, and this is what we send, it, send out to them automatically. It's almost like a sales pitch. But after they come out, that's when they go into your 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 daily emails or your weekly emails, whatever it is. And that's where you normally deliver the value in the content. So definitely not discrediting content. Just to, mm. it's all about the timing.
0: Yeah. And does that kind of lead nicely into number three?
1: Yes. Okay. But we are still talking about the autoresponders. And uh it's so someone might be thinking, okay, so I've got an idea about the stories. I've got the research. Okay, what's the strategy behind the emails? And um that's the, that's the third mistake is that a lot of the emails I've seen out there, there's, there's no, not a lot of uh, strategy behind it.
0: Yeah, and, and I think like strategy is like the thing that we, you know, how do you sit down and work that out? What is my strategy? Because we tend to just go, okay, I know I need to send an email this week and you just blar out whatever you blar out and you send it out and you think you're doing the right thing and you think that you're sort of ticking that box of sending that regular email but without the strategy, it's kind of—is it pointless? Yeah. What do I do? Is, does it does it do damage? Even you know how does it work?
1: Oh, so many thoughts run through your head, Jen. And I get this all the time. Like, what will my clients think? What will, will people judge me with with what I'm writing about? Um, will people unsubscribe? And that's like we could do this on a separate topic on like the mindset of what it takes to publish content because um, yeah. you will fight those battles. But the main sort of part is like, what's a strategy? I ke- I kept asking my coach this. I had a new client come in, different niche. They wanted something slightly different. I said, Pete, what's the strategy? And he would always say, Jules, you've got to ask the question, what's my objective? And then work backwards from that. So, if you want them to book in for a call, what's the what do you have to do? You got to sell the call. Okay. What do you have to do before you sell the call? Okay. You got to establish your credibility. You got to establish that you've helped people for. You got to establish that You know what you're doing, okay? And how do we do that? And that's sort of how you work backwards from there. And the way I sort of did this with a a client, they were a video marketing agency. So I wanted to go through some questions that a a, a prospect might have in their mind. So let's just paint the picture. They had a YouTube ad. When they clicked on the ad, they went through through this follow-up series to book in for some uh, content video package, like they'll be filming them. And so I have to answer common objections one by one that they probably have. So, number one is why do I need video, video marketing? So, I clearly want, I probably want to explain that. What are some major benefits? Okay, this is pretty obvious. But then I got deeper into my research call, and these are some th- things you, you probably will need to bring up. Like, I didn't know this. People are deathly afraid of being on camera. Did you know that, Jen? That's a very common fear.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Absolutely.
1: So I have to address what if I'm camera shy on, yeah, in, in these so things. Yeah,
0: barriers, barriers to taking up the end product, isn't there?
1: Yeah. And so it's taking someone through who was deathly afraid of, I don't want to be on camera, to having complete success with these video marketing guys because she went through it. And like I went through the story, I went through, she had to do like 50 to 100 takes the first time she didn't want to do it. And the main benefit for the end consumer is that they've got acting coaching, and that's that's the little sell in that sort of email. So, and I could go through, keep going through it. There's like, why can't I outsource? Like, why can't you just go to the Philippines to do this? And the like, the selling point is you want to hire a local; they trust your business like their own. My business is boring and it's different; it won't work. I, th- I think you can get the picture. Like each of these, works like, for me. Yeah, yeah,
0: everyone will find out. Yeah, everybody has their own different individual. Things that are floating around in their head that are stopping them from progressing with with uh, whatever it is that you might be, whatever your objective is.
1: Exactly. Whatever you're
0: trying to sell, whatever you're trying to get people into, whatever it might be.
1: So what blocks have you had when it comes to say like, what do I write about? I'm curious.
0: Oh, what do I write about? I actually, I personally struggle with, I get a bit too high level and I'm constantly like, no, I can't write about that. It's too... Cause I try to simplify things and then I get down and and I'll simplify it and I'll go, no, that's too simple. Like people can't, you know, I I don't want to make people feel silly. Like I don't want to make it too simple. So I have these like inner, you know, these conversations with myself constantly about, you know, whether I'm going too deep or not deep enough or yeah, those types of things. And and then I'll just put it to the side and I'll just end up not writing. (laughs) It'll be nothing.
1: (laughs) Well, you put, well, that's a good point that you mentioned, like, you you start you seed in an idea right, and often at times I will have heaps of ideas and I'll get halfway through. And I'm like, I'm definitely not sending this email out today. But the thing is that it's when you sit on it for a couple of days and you come back, that's when you get clarity. So secret little copyrights tip there.
0: Actually, that's really that is a really good point. I know um, if I'm, you know, thinking about a podcast topic or I'm doing some writing, writing a blog or whatever it is, I'll, I'll always, I have sort of, I guess not purposefully, but I have discovered that if I'm coming back a couple of days later, all of a sudden there's that little bit of extra clarity around what it is that you're writing. You can, you have an opportunity to then go back and say, okay, now, now I know what I was really trying to, say and i have the chance to just slightly adjust and give yourself a little bit more comfort before you hit go on whatever it is that you're doing totally yeah
1: yeah i highly highly recommend that so mm. shall we get into number 4
0: yeah yeah, yeah definitely
1: okay um we're going to i might skim over some of these because there are three so it's the fourth mistake is not using direct response principles You don't know what direct response marketing is, or direct response. It basically means you're writing to get to get a response. That that is the whole aim. So, and we use all these persuasion and psychological tactics to get you to click. So, ain't ain't that cool? (laughs) But some of the mistakes that um that I see, uh, especially when you're opening an email, so like a lead sentence, it's got to be good. It's got to hook them in um there's a few ways you can do this one one of them is just like short sharp sentence that are incomplete like at last it had to happen um so like that's instantly opening a loop in someone's mind like what had to happen yeah i love doing those i love using um curiosity based openness in my lead sentence and if you're finding it's like a really long sentence at the start uh definitely see like come wait on it 2 days come back think how can I write this a lot simpler like like Jen was saying?
0: Yeah, right. Just just get rid of some words. There's always a way and that's the other thing that I do a lot too is I'll write huge, big, long sentences and then eventually you'll come back to them and say, hang on a minute, I, I can cut out three quarters of this and say it so much quicker because people don't really want to sit there and read the whole thing, do they? They, they want things. To, you know, there's a lot of skim readers out there and it makes it easy, so much easier for them if you can just cut
1: cut, cut, cut. Yeah, you always got to cut. Um, Just think about people people are distracted, right? They're on email. If you're writing a 600 word email, they're probably not going to read every word. You just want every single chance. You just want to keep roping them back in. And that's why I love short sentences. Okay, let's get to the second principle. And that's using uh, urgency throughout the email. But here's a mistake I see. So, let's just say someone's got like um, a a time time thing on their someone opts in and they're like, okay, you've got 48 hours to to claim this offer, whatever. Um, and they'll say that at the very end. So it's a good idea if you include urgency at the start. So um, whatever it is, if you, in the first few opening lines, you're going to remind them that, hey, I've got this thing coming up and I've only got 48 hours left. Obviously, give them a reason why there's urgency. Everyone hates fake urgency. Um, but that's a key thing. I always remind them at the top. And at the bottom.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I think we all sort of tend to just go straight to the bottom of the email and then assume that they get to the bottom of the email.
1: <laughs> it is true. Like the PS is the most read part. I don't I'm not sure where that stat comes from, to yeah. be honest. But apparently that is true. I don't actually do you do you read the bottom of the PS?
0: I don't. No, I don't think I do. I, I'm a skimmer. I'm a skim reader. I'll scan over things. And if there's something there that jumps out at me, it's likely to be big. Be- because, um, of the way it's written as in, you know, whether it's a little bit more bolder or, or I don't know, it'd, it'd be interesting to go and and actually think about that as I do look over emails, you know, what is the thing that really does grab me? Yep. Well,
1: I'm, yeah. I'm also curious as well. Like I'm a, I'm a skimmer reader too. If, if, it, if, if the, uh, if it's a bit blocky, I tend to just tune out. Some people like like three paragraph lines. Some people can't stand the one sentence per lines. How do you prefer to consume your emails?
0: No, I'm not a block reader. I like to read generally, like I'm a reader kind of person, but not when it comes to emails, not when I'm working, when I'm busy or when I'm sitting on the couch in the evening, you know, with my husband, I've got a glass of wine in one hand and I get an email come through. I'm not going to sit and read Blocks of writing, um, for me, it's the one sentence at a time sort of writing that I that I think I do, and that's what I read and consume more easily as well.
1: Okay, cool. I definitely do that. That's it, it, something people should consider as well. Like if you find yourself writing long blocky paragraphs, see if you can break it up. Sure. Let's get to the last sort of principle. Uh, I find this one really really interesting. Is um, using a curiosity packed PS. We we're just talking about PSs before. And there are different ways you can do this, but basically, if you want to get people to get interested in, into the next email, um, you like I like to use open loops. So, kind of like a cliffhanger before, say, like your favorite TV show ends. They'll, they'll always do a cliffhanger. Yep. And there's a few ways you can do um, that. You can either lead with, say, um, what have I got here? A benefit. So you can you can lead with say an objection in the PS. And one, one might be, I get a lot of inquiries asking, Nathan, does video marketing actually work? And the short answer is yes. So, tomorrow, I'm going to reveal exactly why it's the best marketing strategy for your local business. So, that's an, that's an example of a one to get them curious for an objection question. Yeah,
0: that's good.
1: And another one might be, say, like using uh, a benefit, a, like directly a benefit. And this is like a bit of a longer one. and. I'll just read it out if that's cool. So it'll be, you might be wondering, well, this all sounds great, but I could never go on camera. That scares the hell out of me. Tomorrow, I'm going to reveal a story about an Adelaide real estate agent who was petrified on being on camera and how she transformed into a camera-confident, Hollywood-like star and now she's selling like gangbusters. Here's the, bit, here's the best bit. She saw a 75% increase in houses sold thanks to our video marketing. See you, see you tomorrow. And it's a bit of a longer one. I did make the email a bit shorter in general, but
0: yeah, okay.
1: So it's just like always keeping guessing, like what's in the PS because I I can't always keep having the same PS over and over and over.
0: Yeah, yep, yep. And well, if people if that's where people's eyes are going, then it makes perfect sense to almost save the save the, the meaty the part juicy bit. for the PS. Yeah. <laughs> mm. What have your experiences
1: yeah. been with the PS?
0: I don't pay a lot of attention to what it is that I sort of, you know, do the skim read or whatever, but with the PS, when I've done it myself, yep. I might ask people to let me know what you think about X or let me know what's been uh, working for you, you know, things like that. And and I do get people hit the reply button and actually answer those, that question. If it's a really easy question um, that I might put on my email, I will get people just hit reply and give me a really quick, easy answer. I can't recall, you know, off the top of my head, what sort of questions exactly, but you know, something business related and people, if they can answer it with a yes or a no or a, you know, a hell yes, or I totally get it. Or I just, whatever, something simple that they can answer, then they will flick back a reply or I'll say something like hit reply and let me know whatever the question might be. Yep. And sometimes, yeah, I do get people do that, and it sort of throws me because sometimes you forget that people are, you forget that people are actually, you know, subscribing all the time. And you wrote your emails that long ago, and I'll get a someone will hit reply with a and come back to me, and I'll get an email or pop up with a random comment from somebody, and I'm just kind of oh, I forgot. I forgot that I asked. You know, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I wrote that email months ago, but it's a fantastic way to sort of re-engage myself with my own emails as well.
1: Exactly, and so many benefits for doing those. Hit reply if question because one, it gets your list engaged. That's that's incredibly incredibly powerful. Two, um, it tells Google that you are a legit email address, so you're more likely land in the inbox. Okay. So. I would definitely keep doing them. Don't do them every time, but they're powerful. Yeah. So should we go to the last mistake, mistake number five?
0: So you've sent me this list of them here yeah. and I'm not really sure what this last one is. So I'm interested to, yeah, see what you have got to say about this one. Not testing to see if you hit the promo tab. Yeah.
1: What is the promo tab? Okay. Yeah. Have you, do you use Gmail?
0: Personally, I do. Yeah. Like as in my personal email address is a Gmail but not business. Yeah.
1: Okay. And when you log into Gmail, can you see there's different tabs on the top? You've got primary yeah. social promotions, maybe updates.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So, now I'm with you. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. There is.
1: When you click promotions, you're going to see a bunch of marketers in there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I do.
1: occasionally I land in there pretty much everyone lands in there and the reason it, it's not it doesn't come down to a science if you do this if you if you exclude this word then you won't land in it like uh, google's really smart and it comes down to like uh say like the ratio of how many times you use a word in a sentence I, I've looked into this stuff if you're really curious like I am there's this great product by this guy called Ian Stanley it, was, it was like a hundred bucks it tells you how to get out of the promo tab. But basically, the reason why you want to get out is because when you test it between landing and say like a regular inbox, you probably get like 20 to 30% open. Uh, whereas a promo tab, you get 15 and under. Like less and less people see it, especially if they don't open your emails regularly. It's just going to be in that promo tab. And how many times, like you didn't even know that promo tab existed, Jen?
0: Well, I I kind of know it's there, but I would never go into it. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I'm not there. You know, to me, it's if I was to go in there, oh, look, it'd be because I felt like perhaps somebody sent me an email and I can't find it and maybe it's there if it's not in junk or somewhere. Do you know what I mean? If I have to go searching, but that's it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So how do you actually fix this? Uh, A good way before you actually send out to your list, you you can test the email and you can click send test email. And... You can see if it actually hits in the promotions tab or in the inbox. And I've listed in the, the checklist I'm giving to your audience. There's a bunch of different trigger words here, a really common ones. And it might be as simple as using too many dollar signs in the subject line. It might be using money too many times. You just got to test this thing. And the best way I test is that I start in quarters. So you break up the email into quarters. And so I'll I'll copy, I'll remove, say like, the top three quarters, and I'll just send the bottom quarter and I'll see if that passes. And if it passes, great. I'll I'll add another quarter and then I'll see what's going on there. Does that make sense to see?
0: It does. It does. I know myself uh, because I talk about numbers a lot, you know, I might use the word money or profit, uh, those types of words, and they seem to just pick up. I use Active Campaign for my email marketing and they sort of Throw it, throw it back to me and say, no, this is, you're using words that I can't think of how it says it, but basically it says it's too spammy, you know, because I've used the word profit and maybe I've only used it twice, but if, I find if I can take and take that word out, um, it does kind of, you tend to lose, when you talk about what I talk about, you tend to lose the impact, yeah. I think, of the email by t- removing all of those sort of words, because it's not like you want to be super spammy and talk money, profit, profit, money and have dollar signs everywhere. That's just like silly. Yep. But it definitely does make a difference without a doubt. So yeah, no, that'd be really interesting, I think, for people to have a look at what sort of words do throw you over into that sort of junk mail, promo mail area.
1: Yeah, it's especially important. Like it's not related to say an opt-in, but say that you've got a launch coming up. So for for one client, i had we did i i spent hours (laughs) testing if it would hit the promo tab some i successfully got out in the testing others i did not i i was just like like i can't spend more time on this it's just ridiculous but if it's but if it's for a launch and you've got money on the line and we did really well in that launch it was a six figure it was well worth it so like would you what would you rather like more time put in it or more dollars coming out the back end like I would want the second.
0: No, that's, yeah, that's really interesting. The promo tab is something that I guess I've always known is there, but never really considered where my emails end up at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. What about do you get, do you have a favorite platform for people that are just sort of thinking about getting into email marketing and that sort of thing? Do yeah. you have a favorite platform?
1: Well, you labeled, you said it before, it was Active Campaign. I use that. Okay. The reason why I say that, is because it has one of the best deliverabilities in the market. I wouldn't touch MailChimp with a 50-foot pole because it has a really bad tendency of just putting your emails into the promo tab. And and I get it. Like, if you're on a budget, you just want to get started um, and you just want to start emailing, like, okay, that's probably the best way to start. If you want to pay a little bit extra, get more chance of emails getting delivered and not having your email your email sending name like blacklisted as you know this yeah. person sending marketing material over and over and over probably a good idea to invest a bit more.
0: I definitely started with Mailchimp, but I just didn't like it. There was something about the logic of how it works. Just my brain couldn't. I don't know. I couldn't make it happen. It's people talk about how easy it is, and and it actually must be. But I don't know what it is with my brain. I just couldn't. I couldn't love it. Active <laughs> <I tried>. campaigns <laughs>
1: really easy. Like yeah, see it visually. It's
0: it's visual and logical and active campaign to me was just so much easier. Yeah, even though it does have a cost associated like don't even think about it.
1: Oh, it's, I think it's $19 Australian a month, like it's not a, mm. not a deal breaker.
0: Well, that's some great advice. So, in summary, can you can you run us through a little bit of a summary of those five mistakes that people are making with their emails yep. before we finish up?
1: Okay, sure. Number one, not knowing your customer like your best friend. Or your market like your best friend. So the best way to do that is to get on a call with them. Yeah. Number two is not sharing the common stories and objections that your audience has. So you got to get that from your your Intel sort of stuff that like we're talking about. Number three is your emails lack any strategy behind them. And the way you get strategy behind it is that you turn questions and objections into emails. And that's you're walking through a, a logical sequence in their head. Yeah. Number three is use uh, some direct response principles such as a strong lead sentence, use urgency at the top as well as the bottom and a curiosity-packed PS. And the last one is testing to see if you hit the Gmail promo tab.
0: And just on that one again, if I'm hitting the Gmail promo tab, am I likely to be hitting the spam box on other emails as well that are not Gmail. Mm, good, Do
1: you know, good, does it work like that? Good question. I, I think Gmail I think it's just promo for Gmail. I'm not sure what it's like for say like Outlook or Yahoo.
0: Yeah, but a lot of people have Gmail.
1: That's like, true. Yeah.
0: Well, that is great. Thank you so much for giving us all of that sort of really helpful in- insight, really practical insight into how we can make Uh, more get more from our email marketing jules where can people find you and i know you have a podcast as well tell us about what it is that people can do to look you up and follow you and everything
1: yeah well i definitely want to get you onto my podcast i know you said you'd be keen to come on next year so that will be it's so if you really like me and you like this go check out storytelling secrets um all about marketing, persuasion, copywriting, email, that sort of stuff we just spoke about today. Um, if you really like me, uh, go check out the the freebie that I'm giving out for this. It's the five costly opt-in email mistakes and you can go check that out. And I've also got a website, julesdan.com.
0: Perfect. And they can go to your website to get that freebie, I presume.
1: It will be after this episode. <laughs> I've just been updating it like crazy the last few days.
0: Yeah, well, that'll be perfect because by the time this comes out, you'll have plenty of time to get it out there. And I'll actually put it in the show notes as well. So the show notes will have it there and they can just yeah, click the link and go for it. So cool. it's, I think it'll be a really good one for people to have a look at. It's, it's actually surprising how many of us out there as business owners know we should be doing stuff differently when it comes to our email marketing. We want to spend the time – But we want to spend as little time as we can and get the best response that we can. And these, I think, if we can take care of these types of mistakes, then you know, all the better for us and our bank accounts one day, perhaps.
1: (laughs) And once you do it, it, it's it's done for a little bit. You just wait for people to come through, and then you fix up a bit. But once you get it done, like you've got an evergreen marketing asset. Like that's what.
0: Yeah. Such a good, yeah, and that's a really good point. You know, it's one of those one-off things and we do have them, you know, whether it's your website or your branding, there's all these different things that people, that we do. And once we do it, you know, yes, you go and double check and check things over and, and refresh occasionally, but once it's done, it's done. Exactly. So, You've done the
1: hard work. Yeah. Thanks so much for having you on the show, Jen. Really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. I really, yeah, I've uh, I've enjoyed it. For anybody that is out there, you know where to go, check the show notes out for any further information that you would like on Jules Dan. Thanks, Jules, for coming along. And wherever you are in the world, I hope you have a fantastic week. We shall talk again soon. Thanks, Jules. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Simply Smarter Numbers, If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new shows every week. And I'd love to hear from you. Come and join the conversation online. You'll find Simply Smarter Numbers on Instagram, Facebook and more. Just head to simplysmarternumbers.com and you'll find all that you need there. Simply Smarter Numbers is dedicated to you getting the results that you deserve in your business. And I'm honoured that you tuned in.